And uh, I, I really was trying to think of some humorous things, but I decided I can't top Pastor Rick. <laughs> so uh, turn with me to Romans chapter 1, if you would, and then hold a finger there and turn over to Psalm 19. I don't believe there's too many that can surpass the humor, uh, just off-the-cuff humor of Pastor Rick. All right, chapter 1 in Romans, chapter 1. I am thankful that uh, Pastor Peterson uh, honors me by allowing me to speak in his pulpit in his absence. I so appreciate uh, him and his ministry here. All right, chapter 1 in Romans. Were you ever... Uh, were you ever, or did you ever struggle with uh, certain passages you found in the Scripture? Uh, I think we've all had that experience, and uh, I used to uh, I used to struggle some with the idea that there were people who had never heard the gospel, but were still accountable. Did you ever struggle with that? Man, I, I, uh, I don't know why. And then I, I look at this passage here, and I think this gives some insight, and I think that uh, the message tonight will give some insight into that as well. Verse number 18, if you would, in Romans chapter 1. The Bible says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God, now notice the phrase, that which may be known of God is manifested in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Notice some of the phrases in this passage. Clearly seen, invisible things from the creation of the world, being understood by the things that are made. By the way, that's us. We were made, right? By the hand of God. And uh, even his eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse. All right, now if you turn over uh, to the passage where I had you put your finger in uh, Psalm 19. And I want us to take a look at this passage uh, and see some of the things that are here. You know, uh, the Bible tells us that there are a lot of different ways that God is made known. Uh, in Romans chapter 2 and verse 15, it tells us that the conscience plays a part in God being made known. Uh, in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 21, it tells us that prophecy is a way that God is made known through the Holy Ghost as he moved in the prophets of old. In Hebrews chapter 1, 1 and 2, the Bible tells us that in these last days, he has spoken unto us by his son. Uh, 
in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, the Bible tells us that the things that God has prepared for us, He reveals to us by His Spirit. Uh, God is declared and made known in various ways. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, and most of us recognize 1 Samuel 17 as the chapter where we read about Goliath, right? And uh, there's an interesting phrase there in the last part of verse 46. It says, these things were done, all this happened, that the, that the people might know that there was a God in Israel. So the works that transpire in the lives of Christians reveal something about us knowing God. And uh, then we come to Psalm 19, and I want us to take a look at this. And we're going to look, actually, every one of these uh, six passages that I've mentioned could be a whole sermon in itself. And I don't have the time tonight to expound on each one of those passages. But I, I would like to spend some time in the 19th Psalm. And of course, the last part of the psalm is all about how the Word of God reveals to us much about God. And uh, we know that that's true. We learn a lot about God from His Word. Matter of fact, the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And uh, probably most of what we know of God, we gain from His Word, don't we? But... Let's take a look at Psalm 19, and we're going to have to look at several of the words here to really get a grasp of what this passage is talking about. The Bible says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There's no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, their words to the end of the world in them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. I'm going to stop there. The, next, the latter part of this is all about how the word of God, all of God's word, reveals much about God to us. But... I want us to look at uh, this passage that says that the heavens declare God. And uh, a, I know it says the glory of God, but the idea is the heavens is declaring unto us God. First of all, let's talk about the word heavens. Uh, the Hebrew word translated heavens here is a very, very interesting word. And I think we know that there's more than one heaven, and what does it apply to? Uh, matter of fact, in many places in Scripture, that's the, wor the word that's translated heavens here with an S is translated just heaven. And it's more appropriate, appropriately is heavens. And from, uh, from Paul's uh, words in 
in the book of Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, we realize that he talked about being caught up into the third heaven. So when we think of the heavens, normally we think of the atmosphere in which we live and have our being, right? Uh, actually, the atmosphere is a pretty complicated thing. We could get into a little lesson about, uh, about uh, science if we uh, wanted to take the time to do that tonight. And uh, maybe I'll mention a few things. But the, our atmosphere is actually divided into five different uh, parts. And it is interesting how important each of those parts of our atmosphere are to our well-being. Uh, so it's the heavens that make a declaration. And these heavens, for instance, uh, we think of probably the atmosphere as being uh, the part that we live in, and we think of only the what's called the trophosphere. Uh, that's the part where we can breathe, we have oxygen enough to handle the situation, and the temperature is, is in such a fashion now, it does get cold in the upper reaches of the, of the trophosphere, uh, somewhere in the area of a minus 60-some degrees. By the way, I woke up one morning up in Michigan, and I went outside, and I looked at the thermometer. It was a negative 50 degrees. No, I'm take that, I take that back. It was 40, negative 40 degrees. Uh, but can you imagine negative 60-some degrees? And there are, places, uh, there are places on our earth that get pretty cold, uh, and we'll come close to that. But the truth of the matter is, is that God designed this atmosphere in which we could live and breathe and have our being. And we, by the way, you can survive when it's 40 below. You can. I know in Florida that sounds like heresy, but uh, uh, you actually can survive in that kind of temperatures. But uh, then, there's, then there's the heavens, and I, I believe that the, the second heaven is space, the area of the sun, the moon, and the stars. And the third heaven, that's where God dwells. Uh, and I believe that that, that that has a foundation in Scripture. Uh, you know, they attributed a phrase or a statement that they said, uh, Yuri... Uh, uh, Gagarin said when he, the, that's by the way, that's the first man that ever went into space. You know him well, don't you? He was a Russian cosmonaut. And, uh, but at any rate, uh, they attributed something where he said, I was in space and I didn't see God. And of course, his eyesight wasn't good enough to do that anyway. But later on, it was proved that that wasn't a statement he made at all. That was something... Uh, that Nikita Khrushchev said and then tried to attribute it to, uh, to him because he was well-liked in, in Russia. Uh, by the way, do you know he died very young? He didn't even make it to 35 years of age. But uh, he was the first man to pilot in space. 
Uh, but my thought always is when someone like that, and, and I think this probably fits uh, Nikita Khrushchev, Khrushchev anyway, uh, it says the fool has said in his heart, no God. <laughs> uh, what a foolish thing to say. He thinks that he can see uh, into the third heaven to where God is. Uh, I don't think so. Humanly speaking, not possible. But that's the heavens. And they declare. Declare is another interesting word that we probably should take a moment to talk about. Uh, declare, actually, the, the Hebrew word appears uh, over 160 times in the Old Testament. But did you know that only about a quarter of those times or less than a quarter of those times is it translated declare? You say, well, how they translate that word? I'm glad you asked. That word, the, the Hebrew word is translated the most times as a scribe or meaning a recorder. Uh, so the idea here is the heavens, and we think about the heavens as the sky, the arch, uh, the atmosphere in which we live. They declare, they record, they show forth God. The heavens declare God. And is it any wonder that people should be able to clearly see and have a knowledge of God, as it said back there in Romans, when they see the heavens and, and their declaration? Matter of fact, that word, that Hebrew word is also uh, translated oftentimes told or tell or to enumerate. Uh, the heavens tell the glory of God. The heavens enumerate for us the things about God. Did you ever think about this? The Bible says that uh, in this passage it says that day unto day uttereth speech. That's interesting, isn't it? In other words, uh, I, I've, uh, I won't tell you how many sunrises I've lived through, but uh, every sunrise is a declaration. It's speech. It's acknowledgement that there's a God who cares for me. Every sunset, night unto night showeth knowledge. Every sunset is making a declaration that there's a God in heaven who cares for you. Who cares for you. Isn't that wonderful? Have you ever stopped to think about that? Hey, I, I hope you look at every sunrise a little different after tonight. I hope you look at every sunset a little differently after tonight. Because it's a declaration that there is a God in heaven who cares for you. What a precious thought. What a precious thought. And we, uh, we can go through more of these words here in this passage because it's, it's rich in what it has to say. 
of the glory. Declare the glory. The go- th- this word has to do with the splendor of God. You know, God is such that the human mind cannot even conceive him. We, in our finite minds, cannot even comprehend how great God is. Uh, A songwriter, and I don't know who it was, wrote a song, How Big Is God? You ever hear that song? Yet small enough, the song says, to live within my heart. Oh, what a thought. What a thought. A God who is declaring himself to us and letting him know that, we, that he exists. And he does it even though we don't maybe have someone to tell us. Now, I'll tell you what. We ought to tell the story. We ought to, t- we ought to tell, talk about the Lord. We ought to tell people about him. We ought to try to win people to Christ. But you know what? There is a message out there in every sunrise and in every sunset that there's a God. And we should use that to help people know that there is a God. Because God put it there for a reason. The invisible things are clearly seen The invisible things of creation, clearly seen. Maybe we ought to put some glasses on some people about the heavens, the sunrise, the sunset, and all of of God's works of creation and how it declares that there's a God that cares about them and a God that cares about us. What wonderful thoughts. The Bible says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament. Actually, the firmament is a synonym. You know what synonyms are, right? You didn't know you were going to get a science lesson and an English lesson all, all squeezed into one tonight, did you? But uh, by the way, I taught science and I taught English and I taught math. So, uh, you know, how can you avoid this, Right? Uh, the firmament is a synonym for the heavens. So, in, in essence, he's saying here, and by the way, in the Hebrew, it's not the same word. It is a Hebrew word that's a synonym for the word that's translated heavens. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. And there's another great word, showeth. Showeth means to manifest, to announce, to, to uh, make it known. Uh, and actually it implies in a great deal by word of mouth. You say, you mean the earth, the heavens, and the firmament can by word of mouth proclaim that there's a God? It's interesting, some of, the, some of the words that are used here, the word voice is to call out aloud. So there's a cry that comes forth 
from the earth, from the heavens, declaring there's a cry that comes forth. There's a God. There's a God who loves you. There's a God who cares. Oh, that we might grasp all of that. The Bible uses the term words in here. Uh, that's another interesting Hebrew word. It's a word that, uh, that speaks of a whole discourse. In other words, uh, these words that uh, are given in this passage in Psalm, uh, in Psalm 19, it's telling us that these words are not just one word or not just a little spattering of thought. It's a discourse on the fact that there is a God. You ever give a discourse? This is a discourse on the fact that there is a God. Several times the word declare is translated in the, uh, in the Old Testament of our Bibles, show forth. The heavens declare, the heavens show forth. The heavens enumerate, the heavens tell the glory of God. How rich is this passage when we look at all of these different things from these words in this passage. It says their line has gone out through all the earth and their words. We just talked about that. Their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the son, which is as a bridegroom coming out of uh, a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. You know, the sun is an interesting declaration of God too, isn't it? Do you know that had God placed the sun just a little closer to the earth, do you know what happened to us? We'd fry. We'd fry. Do you know that if God had placed the sun just a little bit further from the earth, we wouldn't talk about nice weather at 60 degrees below zero. We'd all freeze. You see, God is saying over and over and over again by the heavens that declare his glory. Hey, I care about you. I, I've set things in such a way that you can be comfortable you say, well, Brother Brian, why do you come to Florida in the wintertime? Because it's cold in Michigan. <laughs> and it snows, and it's not so much fun. At now, when I was a kid, I loved to drive in the snow. I mean, I, I still remember to this day, one time after a basketball game, we got out, and it had started to snow about the time we went in to start the game. And it snowed. And I mean... When it snows up there sometimes, I mean, it snows. When we came out, the snow was about this deep. And everybody was gone from town. And we drove down to go home, and here's this wide main street of town with this snow. And you, get, you guessed it already, haven't you? We thought, man alive, this is donut heaven. And there were more tracks sideways going down that road than there were uh, any other way in, uh, as, as this, these dignified basketball players 
left from the game that night. Yes, but God, in all of his, in all of his wisdom, he declares through the way he puts things together, he declares, I am God, I am here, I exist, I love you, and I care for you. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. You know, we were talking here about uh, the heavens and the portion that we actually spend our time in. Not many of us get up into any of the other layers of the atmosphere. Of course, space travel is beyond our atmosphere. Uh, but we don't get up in those upper layers. Uh, airplanes occasionally will fly right at the edge of the, the top of the trophosphere and the bottom of the, uh, let's see, it's stratosphere, I believe. And they'll fly right at that, right at that level, which is about, uh, it's about six and a half to seven miles above the earth. Uh, you can figure that out in feet if you want to. It's 5,280 feet in a mile. Go ahead and figure it out if you want to do that. Get your calculator out. But, uh, 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 the, uh, the fact is that if there was much more oxygen in our atmosphere, we would have a problem. Number one, you couldn't put a fire out uh, if that was the case. And so it's important the way God has made things. And what he's doing is he's showing you this. He's saying, you know what? I care for you. I care for you. That's what he's saying. Everything we look at, as we look at the different things that the heavens declare, it's because God is saying, I care for you. That's why I made it this way. That's why I did things this way. That's why things are like this. Because I care for you. That message needs to go to a lost world. Don't you think? God's care. A lot of people, they look at the nasty things of life, don't they? And there are a lot of bad things going on. I mean, this week has been horrendous out in California, hasn't it? I mean, it just makes you, it makes, it just tears your heart out, makes you sad. But you know what? There's still a God in heaven who's making it so that we can breathe. There's still a God in heaven who's bringing the sun up in the morning. And, and I realize that the earth turns and not the sun moves. You know, I, I understand all that. But uh, that's the way we describe it, isn't it? And uh, he's saying, folks, listen, I'm here. I didn't leave. I still exist. And I'll be here when the earth comes to an end. So, does the world need to know that? 
Do we need to know that? Do we need to pass that on to others who don't understand that that sunrise is declaring something? I am God and I am here. That sunset is declaring something. I am God and I am here. He does not leave us. He does not forsake us. He is there. I remember one time as I was a school administrator, I always liked to set a theme for the school year. And I would tell my teachers, say, okay, now, I expect to see this theme written at the top of every lesson plan because I don't want you to forget it. And one year, the theme was this. God is here. God is here. I want you to remember that every class, in every classroom, in every subject, in every, every lesson, God is here. I want the students to see that you believe that God is here. Oh, that we might never forget that the very heavens declare that God is here. I've not left. God is saying, I've not left. Do you see the sun come up? Did you see the sun go down? Did you see the moon in the sky? Are the stars still there? I'm still here. God is here. Let's live our life like God is here. Amen? Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, a simple lesson, maybe, and yet complicated in many ways. And yet, how needful it is for us to realize that God is still here. He is letting us know that he's here by the rising of the sun and by the setting of the same. His words are shouted out to the end of the earth. I am God. I am here. And I care. May we never forget that wonderful, wonderful lesson. I ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. And you're dismissed. God bless you. Oh, oh. No, well, it sounds like a joke, but I just thought it would be important to say uh, he was talking about the, the, the three heavens that, that um, Paul was caught up into the third heaven. And, uh, and so the first heaven would be the atmosphere we could see and, uh, during the day. And then the next second heavens where the stars and planets are. And the third heaven is where God is. And I heard a simple way to help remember that. You see the first heaven by day. You see the second heaven by night. And the third heaven by faith.
And uh, uh, if you're here and you've never put your faith in Christ as your Savior, you, you can't save yourself. You can't be good enough to go to heaven. That's why Jesus came to do for you and I what we could not do for ourselves. And he died in our place. And if we'll put our faith in Christ as the one who did that for us, who took our place, who was our substitute, and trust him as our Savior, he'll give us everlasting life. And I hope all of you have done that. You can see the third heaven by faith. Now you're dismissed.